At times, we all feel lost in search of something more. This is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, a podcast designed to help inspire and guide you forward through everything spirituality, creativity, art, and just giving you a sense of empowerment so that you can be powerful, be magical, and be free. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. <laughs> Today, we're bringing one of our fearless, uh, fearful <laughs> <laughs> leaders of Liberate In. And this is Susan Lucas, and she is a manager over at our Liberate Emporium store, but she also is quite an artist of all different realms. She's an amazing singer-songwriter, as well as an actress, and embodies like really diving into health and wellness and uh, so many other things that just living her life in that creative vibe. And I thought that, you know, one of the biggest things that we could talk about today is, you know, that hybrid of creativity and spirituality and how they're really kind of connected and one of the same. And just like any of our topics and our things, we kind of start there and see where we go. So welcome, Susan. Thank you. Yes. Um, thank you for having us this morning. Oh, and who is this one? <laughs> this is Indigo. You see me battling her in the beginning. My pup um but yeah indigo I, aka linda aka yeah so lindigo <laughs> well i clearly she likes indigo better it's but. my baby um yeah no i thought it would be kind of fun to dive into creativity and spirituality it seemed like the perfect topic yeah, especially since, you know, our old slogan was the place where creativity and spirituality unite. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we changed it to uh, be magical, be powerful, be free. But, you know, it's you still, know, still, the, still embracing that creativity. Yeah, so, sister statements. Yeah. So let's let's backtrack a little bit and let people know a little bit about you, about, you know, like I gave a little uh, yeah. intro about how you're very much an artist in so many different facets. Um so let's let's start with, you know, like the journey. Maybe it's all the way back to teenage years. Maybe it's before, like where you're a very artistic kid. And how, when did you dive into spirituality? And how totally. did you find the two, like, really felt like the right mesh for you to bring into harmony and balance in your life? <laughs> Thank you. That's a big one. You know, ever since I was in the womb. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I mean, like, but, some people, like, they'll find spirituality or they'll find, they'll dive into creativity and then the yeah. creativity will lead them to spirituality or spirituality will lead people into feeling that they can be more creative and expressive. So what's your story? Yeah, no, I mean, I think they all feed each other um, from a very young age. I, I grew up, we're in Los Angeles and I grew up right outside of LA in Camarillo um, by Ventura County. And I was always just like, I, I was pretty shy and as a, like, as a young kid in preschool, like very like keeping to myself. And then I found that my imagination was like where I could be like loudest. Um, and I would just have like a lot of fun creating different worlds and things like that. And, and whenever like plays would come around in school, I was like, the first one up, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the same time though, I was a bit eccentric in the sense of like, I loved to wear only all black for a period of time of like, just uh, one you, color. You were one of those. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but not like dramatic, just like, no, that's just what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and, but then, you know, yeah, the, and, and getting to play around in like different characters and scripts and things like that, I, I just fell in love with storytelling initially. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have a lot of sisters <laughs> and my older sister, Laura, who's two years older than me, she 
was doing sports all the time. And so I kind of got into sports, um, which is interesting in my journey because I recognized um, the power in, in the sense of like visualization, vis, uh, visualization and manifestation okay. in terms of like, okay, how do I want the game to go? Like what character am I going to embrace? Um, and just really uh, navigating like the field like that. I played soccer for a really long time. Mm. Um, and then during, you know, that time of like having like an actual physical exertion, it actually made me focus more in terms of like, okay, now I'm doing a script. And I was able to be like uh, still and like, you know, understand movement more and be in my body and so those things have always been really important to me like what makes me feel the most centered um so uh yeah I think you know I I do I'm a musical artist now and I'm I'm producing and filming my own music videos and playing around Los Angeles um and self-funded tours and things like that Uh, but before even music it was just like I want to be an actress and I um I, um, I I studied improv for a very long time. <laughs> Even as a kid, I was like, man, I wish I could just drive to L.A. But my parents were like, we're not doing that traffic, <laughs> especially with all my siblings. My two younger sisters like flying out the window of the car, you know. <laughs> I my yeah, my mom's like, sit down, sit down. And they're like, never. And I'm like, I just want to be an actress. <laughs> Please just take me. Right. I was so dramatic. I mean, it, it was actually when I was like, uh, like 11, 12 years old and I was watching the TV where it suddenly clicked too where I was like, wait, like they're working. These are not just like, some. this is not like just a hobby. Like these are actresses and uh, it kind of clicked. Like, you know, you hear about an actress and then you're kind of like, oh, those are options. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> late bloomer in that sense. No, that's, I think, the pretty early 11, no, 12 I mean, getting that, you know? Like, recognizing hey, that it was a job. If you were getting that just like last week, like, oh, wow, it's a job. I've been <laughs> living in L.A. and I hadn't realized that these people yeah. make money. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Um, and I was like, I want to be an actress. Uh, but yeah, I do come from like a very creative family in the sense that, you know, my dad um, is an incredible songwriter and writer in general. And then he he's like a bit of an inventor. So mm-hmm. I don't really have his numbers mind, but I have his creative mind. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. My sisters took the numbers. I just took other parts of it. Hey, you know, balance, right? But yeah. not everybody can do the numbers. High yeah. sensitivity. <laughs> and on my mom's side... Um, it was funny. My mom could not, could not draw, <laughs> but her brothers and, and my dad's side, there's a lot of fine artists um, mm-hmm. in drawing and paying attention to detail. So whenever I would spend time with like um, my family members growing up, it was just, it was a great, um, I guess like, you know, natural learning space of like, oh, what do you see today? Or like, oh, what are we going to draw? Or like, let's go on a drive and take photos. And oh, if you like that house, like what, would, what, what happens there? So it was like a very, and then my great grandmother was just an incredible storyteller because she just grew up telling stories in like church and things. So I was always surrounded by people who were doing very creative things. That's cool. Like, you know, you don't really have that much happen, you know, yeah. most families, you know. <laughs> but th- when, you, when you say, you know, dad r- writing music, being a songwriter, you, you know, I, I had uh, the privilege of meeting your aunt. That's like, when you mm-hmm. say fine artist, like, it has her own gallery, like, you know, makes a living from it, you know, makes a good yeah. living from it, you know. So so it's not just like, oh, yeah, I paint in the garage on occasion. No, you know? <laughs> but it's, it's like, you Yeah, know? I mean, but that's been really inspiring to see, I think, too, on, on the larger scale of like, wow, how, how the curves of an artist career goes, right? Like, my aunt was um, painting in the 
the garage and building all these pieces with an intent to open a gallery one day. But she also took, I think, like 10 years off of painting. But she was like, wow, I can't, I, I can't stop thinking about it. And she'd wow. do like little things and in interior design. Um, but now, like, you would think that she has had a gallery for the last 20 years. <laughs> nice. But yeah, it is like an ebb and flow. But then where does, uh, so you're, we're always surrounded by creativity, yeah. always in, uh, encouraged to uh, ask those questions of like ex exploration, of curiosity, of storytelling. And so that created this natural ability for you to see the world through this expansive lens. Right. Yeah, I think multiple perspectives, especially having a mom who didn't speak English as her first language. Mm -hmm. um, it taught me to just pay attention to people more and have have greater empathy, you know, with a lot of like um, misunderstandings where people are like, oh, you just don't get it. I was like, no, she does. <laughs> You're just not listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then on the opposite end of that, my mom walking into like JCPenney and trying to bargain. She's like, oh, OK, yeah, it's twenty ninety nine. Definitely. Like, you know, let's do 16. And the girl's like, can't do that. <laughs> I think sometimes they'd end up giving her the discount, though. <laughs> hey, you never know unless you ask, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we love to go to the farmer's market. Yeah, and growing up, she'd go with like $10 and come home with, they'd just give her free things at one point. <laughs> Really? Yeah, because of the community. She was just so good at bargaining and, like, making friends. And she's like, okay, I give you $2 and I get this. And... And I, I get that too. You throw that in. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always funny coming home. I was like, wow, how do you do it? So I kind of have some of that mentality. And, um, you know, taking that mindset and applying it to like, okay, how do I stay innovative and creative um, in, in business and today and in working with you and liberate even of like, what can we do? How do we think differently? Yeah. Um, and that's been the exciting part, um, you know, of uh, thinking outside of the box of what's expected of you, especially coming from the suburbs where they're like, and now you will get married. <laughs> married by 25 with a white picket fence and 2.5 kids. Right. Yeah, and, your 0.5 kid yes. right here. <laughs> She's like, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa. Sorry, I didn't mean to put, call you a 0.5. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, that was a scary jump because I, it, so I grew up in always being surrounded by creative things. Um, and then. Well, where'd the spirituality come into play? Were you spiritual from a young age? Did you like kind of have the spiritual awakening? And yeah. Then, yeah. I, I, I've always been very sensitive, okay. you know, so I, I always kind of felt like I was like tapped into like a greater good in the sense that I didn't know everything. I was like, there's must, there's, there's definitely things outside of us, right? Where we mm -hmm. don't have control. Um, and I did grow up going to church on Sundays, but not in a not in a restrictive way. It was mm -hmm. a very supportive sense. Um, and then I think, you know, um, uh, not to bring down the podcast, but when my mom got sick, um, there was just this huge moment of surrender in my mm -hmm. life. And I remember thinking, um, wow, <laughs> like I, this is a role that I have to play at a young age. Um, I was 16. And she unexpectedly got diagnosed with cancer. And I was, um, it was just interesting because it was a very distinct moment where I was like, I feel like I'm wearing her shoes. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but 
in an empowering way. Like, okay, what would she do? Because she's taught me so much. So, and having that connection with her and um, my family and my sisters through that time, and then understanding that you can plan everything and it means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, I like wow. that. You can plan everything and it means nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, one of the biggest wisdoms you can get and getting that at 16, that's huge. Yeah. That's why I was like, okay, there's a lot of gifts that have come from, you know, that moment in time that you wouldn't want to give anybody because of the cost mm -hmm. but in having that knowledge now being a creative in the city it's like yeah okay like I've always learned to leave space like if something leaves it's like oh, okay <laughs> that was not <laughs> expected um but it just means that there, there's it's like a game board it's like monopoly in mm -hmm. the sense of like no there's just space now so how do we fill it and yeah. that was the thing of like um you know I did get a I in playing soccer I got a last minute ride to um a beautiful school in Louisiana, which I only stayed for in a year, was not for me. But it was the first time that I was able to, um, it was Northwestern State. First time in my life where I was by myself, able to focus on just me um, and just art. And that yeah. was huge because I couldn't afford any classes other than like my $10 improv circles <laughs> in Ventura County. And I, that actually, and that's the thing too, where it's like art has saved me so many times at a time where I was like very lost. I, I still found the ability to laugh and not only laugh, but be like, holy, like that, I feel really happy. Yeah. So if that's the possibility, then um, there's a greater good to everything. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But yeah, so I was in college and I was able to focus and I was like, that's when I dived more into songwriting. Because okay. my sister and I would play piano together, a lot indigo, um, growing up and I was always the singer. <laughs> I would take piano lessons, but I was also very stubborn and my hands were small. I'd be like, yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> piano recitals, I would just like stop in the middle of the song and be like, look at the, I'm like, I forgot. <laughs> like, <laughs> right uh, <laughs> yeah yeah I'd like cry sometimes and then I'd like, get over it I was just like, very sassy my older sister was always so good at like she had violin and piano <laughs> wow yeah a very music rich family too yeah yeah my dad his dream was to be a full-time songwriter so we always had music in the house like one of the fun early memories was like on Saturday mornings, like blasting all the speakers and we just like dance for like an hour. Oh, cute. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, mo like a Disney movie. <laughs> Made for TV. Uh, very Walmart suburban, special. very suburban, you know, like the garage doors open and the bikes are in the grass and we're not scared of anyone like stealing them. <laughs> the neighbor stops by and like drops off fresh muffins. Like. Really? <laughs> this is where I come from. You're like, why do you feed everybody all the time? I'm like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> She does. She's always feeding. The language of love there. Yeah, right? yeah. Food is definitely one of my love languages. Um, so yeah, I was just in this space where uh, not only was I have art full time, but I had so much healing work to do after the year that my mom um, was sick and then passed away. It, it was just like, wow, um, what do I want to create? It was also a bit of an odd situation where I was like, do I take the scholarship? Um, mm -hmm. I was there for soccer and I had too many injuries by the time I'd show up. I wasn't, um, I didn't pass my physical on like a very basic level. I, I had concussions. So my balance, I had no balance. Wow. Yeah. That's why yoga has been so important and also meditation because there's, um, in, in the time period of like, you know, when I, when I got hurt around like 2010 to 2012 type of thing, they didn't have any research other than sit still. 
Mm. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> that's not healing. You, got, yeah. you have to move your body, especially sitting with all of the trauma and the grief that I was yeah. carrying. Um, it was a really hard time. Uh, but also a blessing in disguise because I'm always so used to taking care of others. <laughs> so when I was like sitting by myself, I really had to think about like, where do I want to be? And all the additions that I was looking at on my laptop all the time were just I'm like, oh, L.A., if only I could get to L.A. again. And then I'm like, wait, I'm from there. <laughs> yeah. So you're in Louisiana. You have these concussions. You're processing everything that in your life and healing. Um and then you're like, I just want to go back to L.A. I did. That, and that was a hard thing to do because I was on a full ride. And I was getting extra money from scholarship. And coming from a family that I was like, where it's either like scholarship or figure it out. Um, like a lot of people have. It's like a very big decision to be like, man, do I stay? Um, because it's so beautiful out there. But I, it was just not the right place for me at the time. Yeah. I always felt out of place, especially with just like the mindset of like, I just wanted the city, you know? Yeah. So I <laughs> actually dropped out a week before I was supposed to go back for sophomore year. Wow. I was, yeah, I had gone home for the summer and I was doing, I joined a theater group in Ventura County and I was like, man, for $15 a week, I'm getting more out of these classes than university. Um, and I'm working with people from the industry and it's not about ego or anything like that. And I was like, I think I have to leave. And everyone was mad at me except my dad, which was really unexpected and supportive. Wow. <laughs> I remember sitting at the dining room table and I was kind of crying. And even the people, the theater company had sat me down. They're like, we can't tell you what to do, but uh, you seem really happy here. And like, um, you know, from what we know, like you're, you're actually applying yourself and you're learning. I was stage managing. I was producing theater. I was studying it. I was casting, um, building sets and everything um, for a fraction of the cost. <laughs> and uh, those deals. And then just like by the beach in California. And I, that was the thing, too. I didn't realize how good I had it <laughs> until I left. You never know what you have until it's gone. I know. Growing up, I was like, oh, we're going to go to the beach today. We do this every weekend. <laughs> Now I'm like living by the ocean again. And I'm like, man, if only I could get to Santa Monica. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I remember that was a very defining moment because I also it took me back on a spiritual level to like the day my mom had passed. And I was like kind of holding her hand for the last time. And I realized like nothing matters, nothing. And this, we, don't, we don't take anything with us. We just leave a legacy. Mm. Um, and that was a, like a very, you know, very hallmark thing in the sense of like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. But, but well, when, when you, it hits you and you really get it, you know, like yeah. it's one thing for people to hear that phrase that most people have heard, you know, thousands of times, if not more than that, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's another when that meaning clicks internally and you get it. Yeah, it's different. It's different. So um, even my roommate at the time was from California and I like left her. <laughs> I put every, I really put myself first, yeah. um, which was also a part of the, the journey. So I came home um, and I, I went there. I got all my stuff out of storage, <laughs> like dropped out of all my classes. I remember being in the counselor's office and being like, can you remove me? <laughs> and they're like, really? And even the people, I was, I just remember being on the campus and also feeling like, you know, I think I kind of bypassed um, part of this. 
in the sense that like I don't need I don't want to go out and party or I, I don't I don't want to waste time like that I don't need to just have time to <laughs> go to I don't know I don't I, yeah. I just don't need those things um I I want to be working towards something so moved back to the city I was living at my dad's for about a year um you know my family was pretty like everyone was processing grief at their own time yeah. and it was very messy and um and that's a big part of my work today as an artist of like exploring these uncomfortable topics that are very much like we you know we put grief on a timeline of like um, from the outside, it's like in six months, you're like, well, you know, hopefully you're starting to heal. And you're like, I think I just scratched the surface of yeah. understanding. <laughs> you know, I'm like 10 years in. And at the 10-year anniversary, I was like, wow, this is what that feels like. And it's kind of the same. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's just funny how sometimes we try to get away from it only to recognize that it's like just got to make peace with it. Um, but yeah, I came home and then I, I was, what happened was I had a, my dad's car and I started sneaking off into the city. I paid for all the classes, but he'd be like, where are you going? And I was like, just, <laughs> just out. <laughs> but I was taking these acting classes in LA that I had found. And, um, and he got so mad because <laughs> he was like, we can't afford a new car and you're running the miles in. And I was like, I'm paying for it all. I'm an artist. I'm done with Ventura County. I'm past local theater. I need to go to L.A. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and I was like, fine, I'm moving out. And he was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> I can do this on my own. And he was like, that didn't mean for it to escalate like that. Um, but it was also necessary for, for healing. And for I, your next step. You yeah, know? yeah. So it was like, okay, I left college. I was home for a year. And then it was like, I don't want to stay in the suburbs. That's not why I came back. Mm -hmm. So at 19, I, um, I moved to Burbank or Toluca Lake, the great <laughs> land of Toluca, <laughs> of retired stars. <laughs> and they're all smoking cigarettes and have... <laughs> a lot of mascara, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you enjoying this so far? Did you forget to subscribe? Make sure to do so. It takes two seconds. Just press that little button. The red one. You know the one. Just press it. Little like. All right. Enjoy the rest of this content. <laughs> oh, it is. A little like to look like Village. <laughs> I know. We were on the driving here. I was like, yeah, I used to like ride my bike on the freeway. <laughs> I was like, wow. She's like, well, I'd get off and I'd walk it a little bit and the thing. I was like, literally, this is the on-ramp for the 101. Yeah, I mean, you know, I also was a bit like, what's left to lose on the level of like, let's try anything. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I got a job at Bubba Gump's on City Walk. Oh, Bubba Gump's. I was a shrimp hostess. Yeah, no, and the first thing I, I did. I was there the other day did when you? we went to Universal. I mean, this was a couple months ago, but I was like, I hadn't been there in like 10 years. So I was like, Bubba Gump. I know. It's such a, it, there's, it's a fun place. Yeah. I remember choosing City Walk because I was like, oh, that's the closest I thought I could get to being around movies at the minute. Mm. So I was like, I need to be in a place where at least I'm happy. Because I, when I got here, I was like, I'm going to take a week off. I'm just going to relax for the first time in a very long time. I remember I had ice cream for dinner the first night I moved to LA. <laughs> I just, it was like one of those moments where you were like, when I was a kid, I wanted to do this. So and I, I get to do this now, there's nobody looking after me. Yeah. I had two Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia ice creams. And two? Two, because I was like, 
I had one. Did you of, get a stomachache? No, <laughs> I I think I was just on such a high. I was like, finally in the city, and I was like, I can't do this all the time. But I had one, and then I was like, I think I want one more. <laughs> and, and no, I and I was like, I don't have to ask anybody, and it's right there, and the man will sell it to me. <laughs> I wasn't out here looking for like alcohol. I was just like, I would like an ice cream, sir. <laughs> and I'll take second one. Yeah, yeah. And you're gonna tell on me, right? Right, right. And even when I came here, I lived in a, like the size of this room, a studio apartment, and my bed came out of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> like every morning, I'd like put it back up, and like you know, like little roommate dramas. Like Susan, put your bed away. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I was in LA, and I think when I first got here, it was a very big transition because I had I didn't have a car. I just had a bike. I was also a bit terrified of what the city meant. Mm. I didn't know anything. When I used to take the bus, I'd get lost for like hours at a time because I did, I thought they told you what stop to get off at. Like, yeah. oh, you're going to Trader Joe's. Like, I was like, oh, the bus driver doesn't do. That. I'd like end up in mid city, and I was like, how do I get back? <laughs> And then people were crazy and they were like, you know, going all loud on the bus. And I was always wearing shorts and sandals, like so beach vibe. And I was like, oh, I'm all hot and sticky and I'm tired. And nobody's nice here. Oh, yeah. People are kind of a little rude in L.A. Yeah. I mean, but I think the the defining night of, of me being like, OK, I'm in the city. And um, and once again, it's kind of like I don't want to lose time. I won't say waste time, but I don't want to lose time without intention. It always goes back to that for me. And I, uh, would you say that that's what you kind of infuse into your, the spirituality you infuse in your creativity is like, yeah, not, not wasting time, not losing time and making the most out of things. Absolutely. I mean, I think even a lot of the songs I write now, um, are all about like kind of the questions in between. And, what, yeah. What's your What's your favorite song that you wrote recently mm. that you have recorded? Yeah, man, there's so many. I, I think I'm just coming off, or no, I'm still living in the high of like releasing heaven, okay. and that really does capitalize on like you know we should, we should processing grief. Uh, cut we'll, it in right we'll here. We'll cut it in right, right here. And now it's the music video. Yeah, like like let's 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 cut it in and see if uh, you know see what we, you, people think you know because it's it's one thing to hear you know, your story, but also to feel the heart and the soul that you infuse, which is what I feel like is that infusion, infusion, uh, infusion of uh, spirit into yeah. music, right? Totally. I mean, I think, yeah, it, that's, I've kind of, I feel like I've taken on this role spiritually in the sense of mm -hmm. like, wow, I've been <laughs> processing a lot from a young age and taking on roles that are outside of my age all the time. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, I feel kind of timeless uh, in that sense of like, it's just a numbers, but how do I put that in art? And how, well, let's, yeah. let's hear it. Let's hear it right here. Front of you. It's been a while since we talked. Cut my hair because of you. I was scared of looking in the mirror. It's seeing you, yeah, there's too much conversation waiting here for me. 
me and you, but maybe there's a one-time phone line called a heaven type thing Where we can kick back and relax and catch up on everything But I know it's impossible to find that type of time At the very least, please pass through my dreams tonight At the very least, please pass through my dreams sometime Here I am all alone, these four walls without you been a while since we talked, doing fine without you Sometimes I go walking in the dark Thinking of you, putting names to all of the stars For me and you, but maybe there's a one-time phone line Called a heaven type of thing Where we can kick back and relax, catch up on everything But I know it's impossible to find that type of time at the very least, please pass through my dreams tonight At the very least, please pass through my dreams tonight great what did you guys think of that you know please comment like share please please you know, please and you know because the more you share the more you care <laughs> right, so you just had to you just no i mean please i hope uh, i had some really sweet people reach out who said it helped process their loss so and so what was a uh, in what was your story behind writing that um yeah i think i got to the city and i was like okay i have the plan why isn't the plan working? <laughs> I'm taking the classes, um, but what, I, I got to this point where I, I, I couldn't feel anything, to be mm -hmm. honest. And it, I, I didn't know what that meant. And I actually, my older sister was kind of in the same space. Um, and it was, it was grief, and it was actually very close to the death anniversary that I was experiencing for the first time. Mm -hmm. And at the first year I didn't understand because we were all together, so we were all just kind of like <laughs> moving around. Now we're all at different parts of the city alone. And I was like, wow, I have no energy. I can't create, I'm, I'm not reading scripts. I, I don't know what's happening. Um, and so by the time I had written this, I was living um, in a living room, <laughs> in the corner of a living room I was running out. And it was actually a beautiful sense in a spiritual level of just like embracing simplicity. Wait, I, I, I want people to really get that. Renting out a space in the corner yes. of the living room. That's I paid for half of the living room. That's what people do in LA. Like, no, I don't, I'm not renting a room. I'm not even renting the living room. I'm renting a space in the corner of yeah. the living room. I put up bed sheets and like, it was actually such- This is my corner. Literally, literally people, I'd be like, hey, keep it down guys. Like, 
<laughs> you know, and like they're having a party like through the sheet. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep here. Literally. I gotta wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> or like my drunk roommates would come in and be like, whoa, look at your room. And I was like, yeah, get out of here, man. <laughs> like, there's not a door, but come on. <laughs> That's commitment. That's like, you know, you yeah. should like, you know, I, I think that, I mean, this is an overgeneralization and not every artist is like this, but a lot of artists will do, you know, there's so much passion and so much heart behind and so much fulfillment mm -hmm. that the amount of sacrifices to be able to do yeah. Is, yeah. is, well, those are the tests in the city, I feel like, that it it didn't feel like a sacrifice. Yeah, no, it felt yeah. exciting, right? Well, and that, yeah, because you don't look at it that way. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're creating, and that's that's interesting because from a, an outside perspective. <laughs> yeah, everyone so thinks you're crazy. <laughs> everyone thinks you're crazy, and how do you live like that? And look at all the things or whatever. You could have this. You could be in a full ride scholarship. And the, and, you right, know, like, right. They're like, you live. didn't take that. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I live in a closet. I actually lived in a closet once, too. I had all of my things in a closet and I got to sleep on the couch, not in the living room, the couch. And my roommate was very sweet, but he would always, there was like a fish tank above me and every morning he would be like, hello, my little babies. And it was fishes. He like just got these fish and I'd have to pretend I was asleep because what am I going to be like, wake up and stare at him? So weird. Why I know. Was the fish thing above you. Okay. It anyway. was just how he, he well, didn't. Let's, yeah. let's get back to the music. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So I was writing he heaven really though. So I my little sister came and she's a good guitarist as well. I have two younger ones and we were just um, having a moment <laughs> in the corner of my living room on my little twin size mattress on the floor and it, I was finally able to get to the point of like wow I wonder all the time um, what these conversations would look like and then I've realized in chasing the conversation. Um, that that's not natural. <laughs> uh, like there's mediumship and there's readings and things, but at a certain point, you have to stay present because mm -hmm. otherwise you lose your your spirits just kind of floating, chasing for something that that's transcended, you know? Like people yeah. visit you in dreams and they send messages when they're gone. I do believe that. But to constantly be like, what would you say? <laughs> yeah. um, is actually not what they want you to do. And I've had like some very interesting dreams in the sense of like where I meet my mom again and it's vivid. I can feel the weight in the dream. And it's, um, and they're always like, maybe sometimes when I took like a 15 minute nap, I felt like I would be gone for like three hours, you know, and check the time be like, whoa. So I had a few of those um, in the process of, of making heaven what it is because it's seen a lot of different versions of acoustic and then I was like no it needs to be bigger and cinematic and it needs to feel like uh, it needs to be a short record because you want you need to listen to it again because that's what we're doing we're you're like oh wait it, it can't be over yeah <laughs> you know so everything was kind of built around this narrative of what ifs and then recognizing what is oh I like that what ifs and recognizing what is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it was been a super spiritual process in the sense of like, okay, it took a, probably two years to perfect the record and also get the money to make it and paying my amazing team. And they were, I was, they're always like, pay what you can. <laughs> and so, and also the patience of like, sometimes in the process of making a record, a lot of artists will relate. You listen to it so many times and you got to take a break and you got to get fresh ears and you're like, is it right? Um, it, it seems so many different versions. Like, I really can't emphasize that where I thought I had it. And then I was like, no, it's just not right. And this is a crucial point in my storytelling of just introducing myself to the world um, on this level. 
um, away from the other records of more love songs and like more upbeat and like I'm back I'm flirting with the world yeah. I'm starting over and then it's like but I'm starting over because of where I've come from um, so yeah it's like the music video that, that you see is like it has all like the different parallels of time and then I realize that I'm playing all the roles you know I'm like oh wait no one else is here but me <laughs> Wow. So yeah, I mean, I could I could talk all day about this because it also took me a, a few years to get the video together from, and I had a lot of different concepts, um, and then the budget and and the way I did it too. I was working on a film project in 2020 before I was working with you, and I I had saved up just enough to make it happen. And very much like the artist mind, you know, instead of paying off the last of like a credit card, you're like, I have the money for the movie. We're making it. Everyone get together. <laughs> it's a shoestring budget. But like the also like the testament of like pulling together a team that can really do it. Cause even with a great budget, sometimes it doesn't get pulled through. So, and that that's where it goes back on a spiritual level of like, okay, what are you saying? And who's going to be on board to help make that vision? Which is why I love working with Liberate. Because um, mm. we have a very specific intention uh, and clear vision. And that's what I can stand behind. Mm. Yeah. I love it. And, you know, like, where do you see, where, where, where is Susan going next? Um, probably to the dog park. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I man, oh gosh, you. Always, I just want more hours in the day, and you know this about me. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but I mean, like you know, yeah. where would you know, like, what other stories do you want to tell? What other expressions do you want to see created? Like, what, totally. What are those next, like, you know, as you go through your visual or er, realizations, like, what are you wanting to display to others? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just on a very big wave of. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Brene Brown and her study of shame and vulnerability and how they go hand in hand. And there's topics and things that I wish um, that I had learned in terms of relationship and people um, and giving and receiving, <laughs> and, you know? And so a lot of, and also taking responsibility for the parts that you did make mistakes in and, and taking that out of the gray and being like, no, no, no. And exploring the gray, it's becoming clear. So all that to say, the records I'm putting out um, are, are a lot of the uncomfortable conversations, but even more so the moment before you make these big decisions of yes or no, and what that feels like on a real mm. level, and being like, oh yeah, because I want people to listen to like my, you know, when they hear the record to be like, oh, I forgot that I feel this way because I've been covering it up. I, it's like mm. that my shows are always really emotional in the sense it's a beautiful, of like all, everyone holding space for like, yeah, I remember when we like, <laughs> did that um and you still made it yeah. yeah so lots of hopeful records lots of love songs um i'm developing a sound called a cinematic acoustic pop okay yeah i want everything to feel like a movie and an, a full experience like every record but more so just like pairing just releasing it like a film you know everything is like a three and a half minute film um and then hopefully where it can taking all of my film background and, and really making some feature films yeah. yeah and then on top of that I really I love business I think you know from both of my parents they always had dreams of like different businesses I'd be like typing up all their proposals as a kid <laughs> um I really do see myself setting up uh different businesses within Los Angeles but also outside of LA I was actually I was talking to Hannah if you're watching <laughs> um that's just my best friend uh one of my best friends oh god I'm gonna get in trouble <laughs> 
now 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 so i love you guys all um no but i really was like okay as an independent artist i wish there was a better system to setting up tours where i didn't feel like i was doing something cliche um and i i was playing to a real audience and on top of that in a beautiful venue space mm -hmm. also i think very dynamically i want to be able to get there early i want to be able to get a photo shoot in i want to be able to have a space to do an interview like this i want to eat great food <laughs> um so setting up um so you want to have flowers for people? Flowers everywhere, duh. Flowers and tea <laughs> and snacks and puppies. Um, <laughs> but setting up something, I'm, so I'm developing Sun Soul Records. That's my publishing company mm -hmm. um, that I've made. But I'm like, what am I going to do with it? So I'm kind of starting right now with like live streams on a very basic level and beautiful spaces. And that'll be in development uh, in November, uh, filming the first episode. But then taking that and putting um, little like performance cafes in different cities. So if like an artist wants to buy in for a very reasonable price of um, tour and PR and things like that, they can actually set up their own tour. And the people will also um, respect the venue and know that only great music comes from out of that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's kind of cool, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah. And then on top of that, um, I want to create creative WeWork spaces where um, I think that was the biggest thing when you get to LA you're trying to like break into Warner Brothers and like if I could just sit here you know I'm just here to absorb the energy they're like get out like who the hell are you <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna be here soon um no I really want to create like beautiful workspaces uh, coffee shop-esque where you you come and you bring your laptop but you feel like you're already in um Sony or Warner Brothers yeah. um and you're you know like setting it up just like very inspiring uh, so it actually, yeah, taking the cliche out of everything, to be honest. I think that was the big thing that I've learned in the city. I've spent a lot of time and money on thinking I needed certain things. Oh, if you knew your personality better, it's like, what <laughs> the heck? Why did we think this was a good idea? And who convinced me of this? But you're young and you try yeah. it and you're like, I'm and, and bubbly. You, and, you, and, and you don't know, right? You know, like, yeah. You, and so if somebody tells you or if you read about something that it's done in a certain way, you feel or you get stuck in your head, like that's the way to go, you know? Right. It's like if somebody gives you directions to get to the beach. Yeah. And you yeah. think this is the path, but you don't realize that you could take right. three different roads There's to get so there. There's so many. <laughs> you know? And that was the thing, too, when I found, like, my home acting studio that I only train at now, which is the Aquila Studio. Um, I recognized that they based everything in choice and it was about not having the role choose you. You, you know, I'm not always going to be the babysitter yeah. or the nursing student. You know, it was like if you can play anything, then you start to realize where you come from um, and what does shape you and what doesn't shape you. And the work and building on a songwriting level and a, and a filmmaking level, mm -hmm. these stories. What, what do I need to study? What do I come with? And that's where I really learned the most about myself not when other people were like oh my gosh you you have the cutest laugh I'm like no I actually laugh like that because I have raging anxiety <laughs> you know that's what we should be exploring <laughs> or like why am I okay being last in the circle not like wow you're so patient <laughs> yeah so it was just a lesson of like okay you could take those things you may you could be a commercial artist um and this is my little French moment. <laughs> the, yeah. But uh, yeah, choice. I think my records are and my art and my work is about hope, choice, um, and, and, and deciding what you're going to fight for. 
You know, yeah. so many times I could have been like, I'm just going to, I'm out. <laughs> I've had my yeah. run. <laughs> and then I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> well, and that's, but that's the, the journey of life, right? Yeah, you realize yeah. that life is worth fighting for and things that you believe in and that you're totally. true to yourself. And when you find that truth and you allow that inner voice to speak, it, it doesn't seem exhausting. It doesn't seem right. like that. It doesn't even feel like a fight at that point. It just yeah. feels like just as maybe it was a fight to decide that you were going to yeah. step into the ring. Once right. you're in the ring, it's like it becomes the game of life. Exactly, right? I always think there's like a really good little poem or something that Theodore Roosevelt says about um, living in the arena. And Brene Brown references this as well. You know, the critics. Um, and, and as I would even visit my hometown going through this process, and sometimes still, just now, because I'm finally um, saving up capital and making more moves and developing as an artist, everyone's like, wow, I'm like actually a fan. <laughs> you know, before they're like, good job. You look like you're having fun. And I just like, you kind of die inside of as an artist. You're like, yeah, just burying my soul for fun. <laughs> you know, uh, but you get to the point where people... So sleeping in a closet for fun. Yeah. Right, they're like, where are you living? I'm like, ah, oh, half a living room? <laughs> in the city, I'm in the city. <laughs> you know, and they're like, yes, you know, our daughter just got married. I'm like, beautiful. <laughs> Which is good, you know, I think everyone just needs to live their truth. And if my work can help get back to helping them feel and recognize their truth. And that's what I have to do with myself all the time. As artists, we have like lots of highs and lows of like, okay, mm -hmm. Where am I really? Yeah. Um, and that's like even going back to the spiritual practice of yoga of like, okay, I could do all of these like hard power moves. Why can't I touch my toes? <laughs> right? You know, so. Getting back to the basics. I think Foundation. That's, yeah. That's, uh, it's so important. We, yeah. we, we skip all of that, but it's the simplistic foundation that brings upon happiness. It's, mm -hmm. it's having that tea or smelling yeah. a flower, right? It's, it's taking and, and, in those going to those basics there was like i'm a big fan of tony robbins and one of the, mm -hmm. the one of the people that he references uh was a famous nba coach i don't remember which one but they had won all these championships and when they took over a new team or whatever and he said that he told the story about you know they were thinking that they were going to do all these different you know kind of crazy trainings and stuff like that and he had them do like the most basic dribbling and passing mm -hmm. and shooting drills. And all of the guys in the beginning were like, this is bullshit. You know? Right, right, right. And, we don't need this. You know, like, because it was like the, 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 the drills that you yeah. do in like high school basketball, right? Yeah. You know? And, uh, but he said, no, you got to do the basics. And everybody doesn't want to do the basics because yeah. they want to do the fancy thing or the new thing or the different things. But that team ended up winning the championship, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally. And that's and the, the foundation and, and respecting the basics and the simplicity, I think, is when you become a more mature creative. Yeah. In the sense of, like, what don't I need here? Even on a fashion level of, like, if you look at high fashion, which I also love, um, it's like, okay, why are they reinventing the same coat? Okay, they're playing with line and structure. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you start to look at things differently, you know? Yeah. And then you start looking at photography differently, and then your shot list, and then your and then your song. <laughs> or, or or like an opposite's orders. But you're yeah. like, wow, attention to detail. Because we ha we have to think like this on a very specific level, because the world doesn't. And as an artist, I really do think um, if we're not paying attention, then the world is you know, it's like, what is the artist saying? We always go back to that. Yeah. And Stella Adler thinking of like, 
you know, it's really important because everyone else is just, you know, everyone's trying their best and we're kind of like the glow-in-the-dark sheep. <laughs> like, I think it's a little different. <laughs> the glow-in-the-dark sheep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. So, oh. yeah, it's our job. And even with what you're doing with Liberate of, like, you know, making it a creative space where we hold space for each other. We're very much like checkbox, 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 which is good and has a purpose. But when we slow down and we're like, wait, <laughs> I need to change everything. <laughs> yeah. It's important to have, have creative spaces. So thank you, Christina. Uh, thank you. And where can people find you, Susan, and listen to some more of your music? Yes. Yeah, so funny thing, I actually go by Suzen, S-U-Z-E-N, and Susan Lucas. Um, a bit of a move everyone disagrees with at moments. <laughs> like, why do you have two names? I'm like, I guess I have two sides of myself. The acoustic side, that's Susan Lucas and the writer and the producer and, and the director um, and the thinking creative. And then Suzanne is like the more um, like popular cinematic, like, woo, like, let's do something crazy. <laughs> like, let's not think about it. Like, let's put hot pink together on, I don't know, whatever. Um, the more adventurous side that's kind of developed of like um, elevating the sound out of my indie brand that I had originally built. So please follow me on uh, my socials. Um, Which are? Uh, just Suzanne. <laughs> and also at the bottom of the screen. Um, or wherever we put these things. <laughs> well, if you're listening, then yes. let's give it to them and, and how to find it. And then also we'll put the links down below. Yes. Okay. So on Instagram, uh, Twitter, all the jazz. Uh, just Suzanne. Uh, and With a Z. Yeah. Because we keep it chill. And then uh, my website, susanmusic.live, um, with all of my updates, videos, and things like that. I also have a YouTube channel under Susan Lucas. And then, yeah, please keep up. Come to a show. Come cry with me. That's what I say. <laughs> Come cry together. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Susan and Indigo. Thank you. AKA Linda. Linda Go. She's like, yeah, in my creative adventures, I. Aww. <laughs> Well, yeah. until next time, everybody, thank you. Please like, subscribe, thumbs up, all of the good things, because as you take one moment, maybe two, of your time, it will make a big difference in how many people see and are exposed to this content and our other content that we make. Thank yeah. you so much. Until next time. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this conversation, please like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want to hear more about what we have going on and happening online or in, in the neighborhood, check out liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Uh, also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Liberate Yourself. It's you are self, U-R-S-E-L-F. Until next time, be powerful, be magical, and be free.